Hi guys and welcome or welcome back to the podcast. This week I'm here with the British under 20 cross country champion, GB international runner and English student at Loughborough University, Megan Harris. In this episode, she reflects upon her successes this season, including competing at the World and European Cross Country Championships, which were her first internationals. What it was like struggling with a major injury this summer and how she bounced back from it, her approach to training, her journey into running, although late to the sport, how she values the long term over the short term, and the process of getting sponsored, and what this looks like for her. For those of you who don't already, make sure you go follow at megan.harrisx on Instagram. Hi Megan, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Nice day out here, but you're in Portugal, right? How's how's it out there? It's very sunny, about 24 degrees today. That's kind of been the average whilst we've been out here, but yeah, getting a nice tan. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that that sounds good. But is it quite as nice to run in as it, as it sounds? Yes, it's very warm. I wouldn't say it's been terrible, but you definitely do feel the difference from running back at home, which I believe is like 12 degrees. So yeah, but obviously getting the benefits from that. So that's good. Yeah, that's cool. So you're out on a training camp at the moment. Is this your first training camp or what, what's your situation with training camps? Yeah, this is my first training camp. Um, the opportunities obviously come about because I'm now at Loughborough University. So it's a camp put together by them as well as the JTP, so the Junior Talent Programme. It's been really good. We've been out here since so six days now. So, yeah, it's been really exciting, especially training with such a big group and all of the group from uni coming as well. So that's been really good. Oh, that's really cool. So you mentioned there with the JTP, does that mean that you've got some people who you wouldn't normally train with or how's that all working? Yes, that's definitely I've found something that I've been a little bit more uncomfortable with, but it's definitely something that's helps you grow along this journey of running and pushes you more. It's been really exciting to be out here training with different people as well as people that I'm very familiar with. So that's been really nice, especially as I transition from cross country to track, which is something that's put me a bit out of my comfort zone anyway. So it's been a really good way to transition using a camp to my advantage. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So you say a bit more uncomfortable. Is that in terms of just training with different people or what makes you say that? I'd say it's a mix between training with different people I'm not used to as well as in an an environment on a camp which I've never been on before but it's been a really good experience I've learned a lot already on this camp I think putting myself out of my comfort zone in the terms of just transitioning from cross to track I think it is a big jump but we've had a full week no running just doing gym and stuff like that and then we had a week just easy running and then my first big track session has been out here. So that was definitely tough, but I got the full session done, all four sets. Uh, so I came away happy with that, but definitely excited for more. Yeah. Okay. What was the session then? So we did 1500 meter splits. So it was one kilometer, easy kind of five kilometer pace, 
obviously you feel that a lot more in the heat <laughs> yeah and then 200 meter float into a 300 meter 1500 meter pace and so on the schedule is three to four times I managed to do it four times but we split the sets into two sets of two which definitely helped the session progress nicely yeah definitely I feel like those kind of super set splits always feel a lot better mentally yeah yeah so you say quite a big jump between cross country and track what makes it such a big jump? I'd definitely say more the mental side of it. I'd say because last track season was very tough for me and wasn't exactly as I had planned. It's just anticipation towards the coming track season. But I know that with my experience from this cross-country season, I've learned a lot and there's no reason why I wouldn't perform on the track as well, especially with this really good transition we've got going on at the moment. So, yeah, that's really exciting. Yeah. And in terms of just being on a training camp, maybe for people who haven't been on one before, what would you say is different about being on a training camp as opposed to just having a really strong training block? I'd say there's more time for recovery. Just your whole day is around training, getting better, and you're around other athletes 24-7 that are in the same position as you and you all kind of help each other out somebody might start stretching and so you join in or somebody's using a foot roller so you sit on the couch and do it too yeah yeah that's really cool and in terms of benefits of being on a training camp I guess you've kind of touched on them mainly there would you say there's anything else that stands out to you I'd say it definitely helps with your mindset. I'd say if I was back at home training with my club, I only train once a week. So being with the uni group, it's a lot more motivating. And you've got such a secure setup that almost you can talk to anybody about anything and they're supporting you, which is great, especially if you're, I don't know, worried about what's to come, which I'd say I am with the track season ahead, knowing just how difficult it was last year. But again, that just gives me another purpose, another drive for this track season, knowing that like I've got all this support and yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned there again, I guess, that, you know, last track season wasn't wasn't the one for you. Mm-hmm. No. What what happened last season? So toward at the end of last cross country season, I had the nationals, which I performed really well at. But then a couple of weeks later, I started to get a pain in my ankle, in my right ankle. And my coach and I, we kind of thought, oh, it's just an aching of some point of some sort. So then we decided to do some road races. But the second one, especially it, I in the middle of the race, I just like almost couldn't run anymore. But I was halfway through. I was like, I kind of got to just get around. <laughs> it might not be as bad as I think. But when I finished, I could not walk. So. Then after that race, it was about a month I couldn't walk for completely. And so I was completely out for about three months of training. At first, we thought it was going to be about two weeks, but it did go on a bit longer. And I think as well with A-levels going on at the same time, it was quite a stressful period. And so, but we're back now. And um, especially with last cross-country season, definitely them lows do make them highs 10 times better. Yeah, 100%. And I have to say, definitely, you know, having a running injury is one thing, but when it gets to the point where you just can't walk, yeah, that's just horrible. Yeah. 
that must have been really tough as well because I mean you third mm-hmm. at the national as you said you know very strong performance to have gone from that and had the constant uncertainty it must have been mentally quite a tough time yeah and especially looking on to we were looking at track prep and with I did an indoor race which I got 940 and that gave me I think I was first on the UK board for under 20s for a good few months afterwards even when I was injured so we were hoping like you know this track season it might be really good but I guess yeah with the setbacks and challenges like that you can't help it and you just got to roll with it I guess. Yeah definitely but certainly easier said than done. So what injury did you actually ultimately have? I had anterior ankle impingement in my right ankle. So the nerves in my ankle were compressed and it sent shooting pains up my leg. Um, So that was not ideal. Oh my gosh, that sounds so painful. Wow. Yeah, Parliament Hill definitely, definitely can be a season ender for sure for some people. Yes. And so what did the recovery process from an injury like that look like? So we were doing SNC still and just icing my ankle. I went to two different physios. One did acupuncture on my ankle as the previous season before that, after COVID, I was just like doing an easy run through the woods and rolled my ankle. But that was kind of healed in during that track season and the acupuncture really helped. But the acupuncture did absolutely nothing for months so I saw a second physio and he was really good he used a machine to stimulate my nerves basically in my ankle and then I was back running quite quick after I saw him and yeah just keeping off the feet as much as possible and yeah icing it rest (laughs) yeah and when you say you know acupuncture there I guess some people that can sound quite scary, the thought of needles in you. Yeah. What's it like having acupuncture? It does feel uh, quite strange, especially when they twist the needle and they have a bit of heat on it. But there's definitely nothing to worry about for anyone looking to get acupuncture. Like some people it might work for, some people like different injuries at the end of the day. So, Yeah. Well, I guess good you found the second physio. Yeah. Sometimes it does take seeing a few. Do you think then as advice to someone who's maybe struggling with an injury that's not going away, do you think getting a second opinion or seeing someone else is a good point of call? Yes, 100%. And personally as well, I think you your body knows more than anything. And I think if one person's telling you something that maybe you don't completely agree with, you know your body more than anyone else. And if you don't think that's necessarily working for you, definitely go and get a second opinion. Yeah, very, very wise advice there. (laughs) And I guess in terms of, you know, you having to stay off your feet completely for so long, as someone who's, you know, very sporty, how did you cope with that? And how did you kind of stay fit or as fit as you could have? It was really difficult. I couldn't really cross train much because the elliptical you're still putting a lot of stress through your ankles and things it was just kind of s and c and then as i slowly got better doing a few easy runs and things and i think with a levels it was i want to say it was kind of an escape when it came to revision but again it kind of made it more stressful so in a way it was like a bit counterproductive but it worked (laughs) 
Yeah, not ideal timing. A-levels, definitely a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. How much do you think they affected last year for you then running wise? I came out with really good grades. So that was great. I definitely think having, because I have a twin, that was, that really helped with revise together and things. So having somebody who's almost so similar to you, just there by your side, that definitely helps. Oh yeah, that's really nice. So does your twin run? She used to run, but she stopped about a year ago, but hopefully getting back into football soon. But she suffered an injury in September. She tore her ACL. Mm. So, but hopefully she's, yeah, she's recovering and she'll get back. Yeah. And just out of curiosity, are you identical twins or non-identical? No, we're non-identical, although many people that meet us are like, you're definitely identical. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to ask really, because I feel like there are a lot, an abnormally high number of twins. And I feel like it's normally non-identical twins that seem to do well in running. So yeah, that's what I was wondering, really. Okay, so you then went on to have, you know, an amazing, amazing cross-country season, you know, 40th at the Worlds, 23rd at the Europeans. Coming off not being able to run for a month only, I guess a couple of months before, say, the Euro trials, what did you do to get yourself back in shape? We kind of just went straight into the deep end. And my coach was like, I think getting back racing for you will just get you back as quick as possible. I knew getting back racing, my times wouldn't be great. And it would be mentally demanding. But I think that has built such a strong mindset for me now and definitely worked as the quickest way for me just to get back into the position of being on the track and just racing in general. So, yeah, just getting out there again really helped. Yeah. And in terms of being able to go straight back into racing, I guess it's a common pitfall to go in almost too deep and re-injure yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you think there was anything that you did that meant that you managed to avoid re-injuring in the build back in process? So my first races, I actually did in trainers. I didn't wear spikes at all. It was almost just training, like a training run. We were taking training very easy, although it was quite hard because it would be like, that time is going to be on my power of 10. People will be able to see that. It was very much focus on yourself. Don't compare yourself to others. Other people are in a completely different position. Everybody has their own journey. And at the end of the day, it's just doing what you feel is best for you. And so although I say we went straight into the deep end, on the training side of things, it was definitely very easy, easing back into it, which worked well. Yeah, definitely. Power of 10 and the, I guess, the fear of having a bad result in there. Yeah. Something I think a lot of runners live in fear of but turned out to be the right approach for you then at any point would you say you managed to get yourself to a point where you were somewhat happy with your result the 3k was a complete write-off in the end just mentally and also physically I think as I did lose a lot of fitness through the injury so my coach decided right we'll do a 1500 it's shorter it's faster and I managed to maintain my speed more than my aerobic base and so we did a 1500 it was like 8 p.m at my home club track just with some of the training boys and some of the others um, that came down to race and I got 428 and considering I'd been injured back training for about a month I was really happy with so 
this track season definitely be doing some 1500s wow yeah that's incredible and were you expecting to have retained the speed better than the endurance uh I thought I would maintain speed better as I wasn't really doing any cross training I couldn't so yeah I thought naturally my body will drop in its aerobic fitness and I think where I was doing shorter runs my anaerobic base was pretty good okay yeah I guess that all makes sense and you know nice to have had some good results towards the end of the season as well yeah so I guess in terms of you know your experience competing at the world championships the European championships that's pretty major and for you were those your first internationals yes they were my first international races especially the Europeans that was my main goal for last cross country season in the world as well that was that was amazing I wouldn't say I performed my best on either. I think the nerves got to me a lot. (laughs) But again, you learn so much from those champion races. And to say I've run on the international stage now is really good. Yeah. And was it, would you say it was quite a big jump going from, you know, no kind of low key internationals to two major championships all at once? Yeah, we, we had a really good team with us though. They were really supportive and especially at the Euros, my coach Hayley Hemmings, she was the under 20 GB manager. So that was really nice. But yeah, I would definitely say it is a big jump. And for many athletes, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And I think especially when it comes to championship racing, that pressure can become a lot of us. Yeah. For you, what what was the main source of pressure? I'd say just my I want to make everybody proud, make my family proud, make my coach proud, make myself proud. And I think sometimes the nerves can get a bit overwhelming. And so definitely at the Euros, I didn't exactly stick to our race plan. I did go off a bit fast. I didn't anticipate the hill. That hill in Italy was was tough. Even in Australia, the back hill after the mud pit, that was was tough as well. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. In terms of, you know, the pressure and wanting to, you know, make everyone proud, that is a lot to deal with. How would you say you dealt with it this time, even if that wasn't the best way? I'd say maybe, I mean, I think from going to Euros and Worlds to then the British inter-county, UK inter-county champs, I'd say I've definitely learned to deal with pressure a lot more from them races. I mean, going into the UK inter-county is my family were like you know you can win this and so it's definitely on my shoulders to like go out there and win it and so I think Euros and the Worlds and then coming back home definitely helps relax the nerves whereas before I think if I didn't go to Euros and I didn't go to Worlds I didn't have that experience I think I would definitely struggle more when I feel that pressure and coming back home just helps you sort of relax a bit more. So would you say it's kind of a combination of getting more experience in that high pressure environment and gaining more confidence in yourself that helped you, you know, have that amazing win at the inter-counties. 100%, yeah. Experience means a lot. Even if that experience isn't what you hoped for, you learn a lot from every race you do. So, Yeah. And what would you say for, you know, the Euros and the Worlds, what was your number one learning point from those? I would say my learning point from both races would definitely be just race prep is key for me. I have a really 
kind of strict race routine that I like to follow now, especially at the start of the season. That was something my coach from Loughborough was like, right, Megan, we need a pre-race routine. You'll get into the line like 30 seconds before. <laughs> and so, yeah, now I have a really good pre-race routine, but I think maybe adapting another one for championship races that is very similar, as of course you do have to be in the call room really early and I think adapting another pre-race routine for that would definitely help my performance. Yeah. So in terms of, you know, race routine, what does that pre-race routine look like? And I know you said you're still to develop the routine for major championships, but have you got any adaptations that you make? So for me, I find warming up quite early works as I find I'm, I faff a lot. I faff around a lot. <laughs> um, so just getting that extra time in to, you know, listen to a bit of music and things like that really helps. And I'd say for championship racing, taking spikes into the cool room helps a lot. Whereas before in races at home, we're sort of rushing to put spikes in before. But yeah, I'd say just going with the team sometimes in championships can help settle, settle your nerves a little bit. Overall, I haven't exactly adapted another routine yet but that's definitely something I'm in the process of doing. Work in progress exciting stuff to come then. Yeah. Do you think as well that having the pre-race routine really helps with nerves just having something that you can keep consistent? Yes I find structure is really important to me just getting me into the zone. I find the psychological side of running is so important and it really does help me to just you know get in the zone and get ready for what's about to come. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And with, you know, the major races of this season and stuff, what for you has been the highlight of this season or have you got several highlights? Definitely number one has to be going to the world. I mean, racing other countries on the other side of the world in Australia was amazing. We stayed in a hotel with just the Kenyan team. So that was really cool. That's definitely something I always remember, my first world champs. Yeah. And then just, I think racing, I progressed through the year really nicely. So from about October, November time until March was my last race, which I just went, progressed all the way through. I feel almost every race I felt stronger. And I think that's a really nice way to reflect back on that season and realise, okay, at the start of the season, I might not have been my best, but I learned so much and we've come so far and how much further we can come. Yeah, no, definitely. That's really good. You know, that feeling of feeling stronger each race and that's something that's really hard to perfect. Do you think there's anything in particular that's enabled you to do that? I work a lot on the psychological side with my coach, especially from how challenging last track was. It really did affect me. But we've set up a lot of, we have calls, well, I'm at uni now, we have calls like twice a week before a race. We go through the race, tactics and things. And I definitely enjoy the racing side of stuff. Yeah. And enjoyment is so important. You know, you say their enjoyment's so important, which it definitely is. Is there any points in your running journey where you've kind of lost that enjoyment a bit? I'd say it is very easy for runners to sort of become overwhelmed, especially when we, we've all had races that we haven't thought went our best or we didn't perform very well at. And I say we all learn from them, we grow from them and just staying positive 
But I'd say, yeah, again, it has to go back to last track season. It was hard to enjoy that. Yeah, definitely. And were there any other challenges that, you know, you've experienced aside from that track season? Mm, I wouldn't say so. Um, I mean, maybe transitioning into uni could be considered quite a challenge. But I found being having a twin at uni and enjoying running so much and being at a uni where running is so predominant, it was quite an easy way to settle in. Yeah, no, that's really great to hear. In terms of, you know, something that might have changed having come to uni, can you pinpoint anything in particular that maybe has been the biggest change for you? In terms of training, I would say now I do drills once a week, which I find really fun to just get with the group and do a few drills and things. And SNC, we have a nice structured SNC plan. And I'd say maybe obviously having to order your own or go to the shops and get your own groceries and especially living in Loughborough it's like a 30 minute walk to Tesco but yeah yeah no definitely yeah all really kind of key things there I guess in terms of S&C as well that's something that a lot of people don't fully engage with until maybe uni or the later years for you is that something that's new yeah so I did S&C last summer as we introduced it as part of, you know, doing the youth talent program before the junior talent program. They do kind of introduce you to that. And so we did do a bit, but coming to uni, you have so many facilities, you have a specialised SNC coach. And so you really know what you're doing once you're at uni. Yeah, definitely. So like a, a lot of top runners that we're seeing now, you came to the sport a little bit later than some. How did you get into running? So I finally joined a club in year nine, but I started running in primary school when I was selected for the borough sports and I really enjoyed it. My mum really pushed me into doing running. She did run when she was younger, but never really took it up seriously. But in year eight, I actually did, I ran for my county Essex and I was one millisecond, I believe, off of getting into English schools the girl that actually beat me I beat the previous race as well and so Adam Hickey he was he's a GB runner he said you know you you should join a club and so I joined a club and it went from there really yeah oh my gosh that's so good and good for Adam Hickey I mean well who knows what would happen if he wasn't there which which distance was it it was cross-country Oh, okay. A millisecond over cross country. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So I guess then when once you did join up in year nine, when did you start, you know, competing a bit more seriously and, you know, training a bit more seriously? I would say year nine, I had a nice, we had a nice group at my previous athletics club, but some of the girls started dropping out and things. And especially with COVID, I feel like that affected many people. But then in September 2021, I started training at Chelmsford AC, my current club. And we have a really nice group there. And I found that that cross-country season also reflected that. So I finally officially joined them. I think it was the next year. So I'm with Chelmsford now. And yeah, that re- that created a really solid base for this cross-country season 
sometimes it can be hard you get caught up like oh, I want to be performing right now but it was always like look Megan this cross country season you're going to do well like I came third at the nationals I was really happy with that but it was like next season is where you'll do really well and it worked so yeah no definitely it's so true you know patience is everything but I think that's something a lot of people struggle to kind of keep that longer term in in mind how do you maintain you know being patient and maybe holding back when needed I'd say you really do just yeah patience is key you just have to roll with it enjoy training enjoy what you're doing now and just as long as you believe in yourself and as well it helps when you have a coach that believes in you family that believe in you um yeah just just roll with it (laughs) yeah no definitely so you've mentioned you know support from say your coach and family and stuff for you how much of a role does that play in you know running yeah I like to run with a purpose a lot I think having a purpose to why you're running why you're racing is so key especially when you've got those doubts and say all the effort that my mum and my coach and the rest of my family put into just supporting me I think all I can do is give back to them and perform well. Oh, well, I mean, you definitely have, definitely have so far. In terms of what drives you then, has that changed over the years? No, I'd say I've always kind of thought of younger me running in primary school, especially I've got two photos of me running in primary school that I keep under my pillow. So yeah, just making myself proud making my dreams come true I guess (laughs) yeah and what are those dreams do you know as such or definitely long-term goal would be the Olympics yeah and obviously world championships as a senior yeah that's definitely something from a junior to a senior is such a big leap and such a big achievement so yeah yeah well I mean seems like everything's everything's going along the right path so far thank you in terms of, you know, since running's come into your life then, have you noticed any changes, not not necessarily just in a in a running or sporting context, but just to you as a person overall? I would say definitely you do build a stronger mindset. You build more of a positive mindset than if I didn't do running. I think, yeah, you stay more mindful because you're taught to kind of do that in training and things. So in life in general, you kind of stay more positive but again as a runner it does come into your life a lot yeah how has your life changed since you know you've been running at a higher level I'd say you mix with more people you get to know more people and it just becomes more of a community I definitely say like there's almost a completely separate world like there's all the runners like you're in your own little community which is really nice definitely and I guess in terms of you know the transition to uni having a sport do you think it would have been very different if you hadn't had that running community to go into straight away yes definitely it makes uni so much more fun especially Loughborough very running orientated it just gives you so much more diversity with people that you're meeting going from your lectures to then you're going to the track it's it's very fun Yeah, for sure. I guess as well, in terms of, you know, running, having all the positive impacts of running that running community, do you think there's any ways that running's ever negatively impacted your life or held you back with being able to 
engage with other opportunities? I mean, I guess you could say like socialising, going out in terms of we have this like pub deck where you go around and drink at loads of different pubs, which the first one was at uni I didn't go to because of the cross-country season coming up. But again, you do kind of what you want to do and if you want to succeed, you make that your priority. So no, I wouldn't say so. Yeah, no, well, that's great to hear. Yeah. Okay, so in terms of, you know, challenges to running, we've touched on that already, but have you ever experienced any, say, female-specific challenges or any issues around things that are specific to females? Yeah, well, last summer, we kind of put it down to the COVID vaccine just because that kind of, we had heard a few people that had lost their period over the COVID vaccine. And so I did go quite a while without having a period which was quite worrying maybe could have affected my injury um you know like kind of your body breaking down not having enough energy and things but that was difficult but again I think where I didn't run for so long it did almost come back naturally yeah for sure yeah that that was a bit of a weird one with the covid vaccine actually the same thing happened to one of my housemates last year do you think that you know, you saw any impact to your running performance? So, I mean, having lost your period, I suppose it alters your hormone profile and things as well. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it could have affected my recovery from my injury since sometimes impingement can heal quite quickly, but it was quite a serious impingement. But again, like, I don't know if I had my period, would I have recovered quicker? I'm, I don't know. But I think, yeah, it is quite a serious topic and getting my period back was very important to both my coach, my family and myself. Yeah, no, that's so good. I feel like sometimes it's not, especially with some coaches, not kind of prioritised enough amongst them. So it's great that your coach is, you know, fully behind that side of things. Did you do anything in particular to get it back? Because I know some people, you know, when they lose their period, it can be hard to get it to come back again yeah so I started taking some multivitamins from Healthspan Elite and I do think having them kind of extra vitamins in you that your body needs definitely help yeah kind of recovering having to rest anyway that definitely helped me yeah no for sure and I guess another thing that we should definitely touch on is so you're sponsored by Saconi and SPS is that right yeah yeah and do you want to just give a little overview of who SPS are for people who maybe aren't so familiar yeah so SPS are a environmental insulation company and so they deal with like the building trade and things and insulation and yeah we have been many protests about increasing insulation and things because of bills going up and the heating crisis in the winter they kind of my mum has a kind of building company so they knew of my mum's advertisement and knew she had a daughter who like runs at wells and things so they contacted her and yeah they were like we'd like to sponsor yeah no that's so cool I think as well that kind of whole getting a sponsorship process is something that a lot of people are quite in the dark about can you talk us through say I mean, you've touched on how it kind of came about with SPS, but with Sacconi, how did you go about securing that? And what does that sponsorship currently look like? So they, 
So they they got in contact with my coach and my coach kind of dealt with all of it. This was kind of over Christmas and then I signed with them in the January this year. And I don't know the ins and outs. My coach did deal with a lot of it and kind of just surprised me with it because she knew I already wore their trainers and I was looking to be sponsored by Sockini just because they are a brand I'm very comfortable in running in trainers wise. And so I get kit from them. And then next year as well, we're looking at finances and we're also they're building a European kind of team, or at least that's in the makings at the moment. So that's exciting. Oh, that's cool. So when you say like a European team, what, what would that sort of be for? So they're arranging training camps for us all because basically they want to build a big team that across Europe, basically, that brings us all together. I know that there are a couple of athletes from other countries as well that are sponsored by Sokini and they just kind of want to expand their sponsorship with countries over Europe and create yeah, a nice team to go out on a camp with. Oh, that sounds really cool. And so as well, have you got a favourite pair of shoes from them? Yesterday, I actually wore the Endorphin Elites. So I did my first tempo ever. Whenever I tell people that I've never done a tempo run, they're like, what? That was your first tempo run? Um, that is a bit shocking. <laughs> I am a bit shocked. <laughs> yeah, um, everyone's always surprised by my mileage and what I do but again it worked for me but yeah I wore the endorphin elites yesterday and I wore them throughout the whole session I was just going to wear them for the tempo but I was like you know what these feel really good so yeah I wore them for the full session but easy run shoe I definitely like the guides the guide 15s and as well I'm not actually sure if they're released yet but they I think they could have been released last week but the guide 16s the new ones they also really good. Just a nice, easy, comfortable running shoe. Oh, cool. So do you get to have the shoes before they officially come out then? Yeah. So the Elites and the Guide 16s, I believe they're both released now. So I got to have them almost as soon as they were put out onto um, Instagram platforms that they would soon be released, which is really good. Oh, cool. And are they carbon shoes or...? Yeah, the elites are carbon shoes. They're really cushioned. I've never worn a carbon shoe before. Really? And yeah, they surprised me. They're really good. Yeah. What would you say your experience was then, I guess, if it was your first time? How would you say it differed in the carbon shoes? I'd say they're just so bouncy. Like normally I wear a very minimalistic shoe for all my sessions but I was like you know what tempo I want a bit more bounce (laughs) yeah I went with them and it it really worked I mean first tempo ever it's got to start great right it does (laughs) but okay we've we've got to touch on this a bit more so you've never done a tempo before and you mentioned people are surprised by your mileage talk us through your training setup so my coach both at Loughborough and my home coach are very recovery orientated recovery is so important and at the end of the day if you're not getting enough recovery those hard sessions you're not going to get any benefit from so we like to keep my mileage low in the fact that I'm still very young at the moment you don't peak in endurance until at least 25 27 years old like we're in this for the long game not the short game and yeah just my long ones I don't exactly have a long one yet. <laughs> it's kind of a middle recovery run, but it works. 
Wow, really? Okay. So what does your typical training week look like? So it kind of really changes about cross country. We did have a nice fixed week, but now we're transitioning, especially going to a camp and we travel in Australia as well, that we kind of had to change things up a little bit. But I would say currently we're going with Monday, just an easy run. And then Tuesday is a track session in the evening. Wednesday, an easy run or rest with gym. And then Thursday, we'll do another short, easy run with drills. And then Friday, we're actually sessioning on a Friday, which is really exciting. Okay. And then Saturday, we do SNC. And then Sunday is my long run. <laughs> and how long is your long run? It can be anything 40 to 50 minutes. <laughs> okay, okay. I I always call it a long run, but my coaches at Loughborough, my coaches always like, that's not a long run, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'll put that in the long run category, but yeah, I, I think a lot of people at that level are doing a fair bit longer. But no, that's really good that you've held back and you've got that long-term goal in mind. Yeah. Okay, so we're coming to the end of our time now. So move on to some quick fire questions to wrap up with. What would your number one life hack for any student athletes be? If you go to Loughborough, definitely deliver your groceries. <laughs> Just that <laughs> almost hour walk if you're including there and back especially with groceries can be quite hard but yeah just get your grocery shopping done yeah heard that guys get your grocery shopping done okay and when you were younger what was the first thing that you wanted to be and it doesn't have to be sporty so in primary school I did want to be a teacher but then it's strange because although I never ran properly or with a club or anything until year nine I always remember if my teacher asked me what do you want to do I'd be like I want to be an Olympian in what I don't know it's definitely running but yeah oh my gosh that's so interesting I mean they say you know sometimes the people who make it through know know from the get-go so yeah clearly the case for you yeah and in terms of you know training I know you've got a more unique training setup situation what is your favorite session or what session would you you know peg as your go-to 100% fart leg session float sessions I find really tough where you're doing a hard rep and then you're having to float not jog whereas a fart leg you get that hard rep done and then you can just you jog and it's just repetitive but in a fun sense oh yeah I completely agree with you there and quickly, just for those who maybe aren't so familiar, can you explain what a fartlek session is? So it's speed play. Basically, you go from sometimes people do it in gears, like you work through the gears almost. And you just go from a I work by time. So like a minute on and then a minute easy or and just yeah have a bit of fun with that. Yeah, for sure. No, great sessions. If If you've never done one, highly recommend. Yes. Okay, and do you have a pre-race lucky lucky something? I don't really have a lucky something for racing, but I I'd say definitely my pre-race routine is something that I like I swear by to just get me in the zone, but in terms of yeah, lucky like socks or things that people wear, not necessarily, but I do always take my watch off when I race. 
Okay, not a slave to the stats then. No. <laughs> but do you rely heavily on your watch in training at all or are you kind of a all feels girl? Yeah, in training, I definitely always use my watch, especially working by time when the watch beeps to go again. It helps just with your structured session, especially if I'm sessioning by myself. But yeah, in terms of times and things, definitely I prefer to just get out there and sort of go for it rather than looking at the pace. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great hearing about your journey and, you know, excited for you for this upcoming track season. I think there's going to be a lot of cool stuff to come from you. Thank you very much and thank you for having me. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, be sure to rate, subscribe and leave a review. This really helps to get the content out there. I'm new to this, guys, and I want to make this podcast the best possible for you. So go follow Fitter, Faster, Happier on Instagram. That's Fitter, Faster, Happier to leave your questions, comments and feedback and for updates and guest requests. All the best for the week ahead, guys. Run happy, live happy, be happy.